Welcome to season two of Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. The Balance Boldly podcast is sponsored by All About Leverage, integrates LinkedIn and social selling innovation to build power networks, open more doors, and maximize client acquisition. From on-site to virtual training programs, concierge social marketing programs, LinkedIn executive profile optimization, speaking engagements, power networking groups, and LinkedIn coaching. All About Leverage is a full-service LinkedIn and social selling resource. Learn more at allaboutleveragellc.com. Let's get started with an amazing new season where we are going in on everything about desperate acts. What does that mean? Well, it's all those things we do to stay out of the dry places we are secretly afraid of. Today's episode, we're going to specifically look at firefighting through the storm and our very special, amazing BFF of mine guest that I have today is going to help us as we walk through that storm together. Dr. Brandy is the founder of Millennial Ventures Incorporated, the parent company to a suite of brands utilizing technology to offer virtual advising and consulting programs to professionals across the globe. These individuals are striving for their career freedom. Their flagship brand is youadvise.me. As a career and leadership strategist, Dr. Brandy works closely with business leaders to help them develop and sustain what she calls smart organizations. With a background in organizational intelligence and leadership psychology, Dr. Brandy has held teaching positions at Harcum College, John Hopkins, and at her alma mater, Temple University. She has a bachelor's in psychology, master's in organizational development, and doctorate in educational leadership and policy. In 2016, Dr. Brandy published her debut book, Put in Work, Gain Respect, Influence Others, and Get Results as a New Leader. And she is currently on the Put in Work tour, helping leaders across this country increase their impact on the job. Let me just say, before I welcome this amazing woman, I am in awe of everything that she has accomplished this year. Now, I am biased because she is a dear friend, an accountability partner, and she is a part of my brain trust, which many of you repeat listeners know is my 3 a.m. club. That means I will wake her behind up at 3 a.m., come hella high water if something is wrong in my business in my personal life, or in any side of my relationships, because that is someone that I trust very dearly and fully. Dr. Brandy, welcome to Balance Boldly. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing awesome after that intro. Can I, can I pay you to come and do that every morning when I wake up? Yes. You know, I take 0.001% of all things. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I am super excited to have you. For the listeners who are brand new to this podcast and may not be aware, we ran for about two years a podcast called Balance Beam. You know, obviously I'm all things balance as this is the Balance Boldly podcast. And we had Dr. Brandy at least twice. She was a requested welcome back industry expert because of her energy, her expertise, and the fact that she is so relatable 
more importantly, when it comes to life, not just the millennial relationship experience that people are having inside and outside of corporations. But I have to say that I'm excited, as always, to have a recorded conversation with her because most of what we talk about, y'all can't listen in on. That's just the reality. Right. So, Dr. Brandy, anything that I missed in, you know, I would say a bite sized component of your bio, what's been going on with you just the last, you know, maybe few weeks in terms of what you're doing with millennials to help them impact their career, like you mentioned? Well, you know, you know my team here at Advise Me, we are working like around the clock to launch a new program. Um, it's a Millennial Leadership Residency Program, and it's pretty much, you know, we are on a mission right now to reach as many professionals, you know, millennial professionals who just need help. They need that advisor, they need that coach, someone who they can literally pick up the phone, log on, you know, online, and have access to that mentor, that advisor. So, in terms of work stuff and company stuff, we're excited to be putting the finishing touches on that Um and yeah, it'll be out in a little bit. The other thing too, um, I wanted to tell you about was, you know, our new sort of branding commitment to getting engaged. Mm-hmm. Just like, just like that proposal. And everybody loves, you know, as, as women, we know you see that engagement box. Like, oh my gosh, you know, he's making the proposal or whatever that may be. But we're doing our own version of an engagement box for our clients where. You know, they can have resources and, and all the tools that they need delivered directly to their office, you know, to make sure that their teams are on point and that they're really getting engaged and saying, I want to move this beyond the dating phase. You know, I mm-hmm. want to make the awesome proposal to you as my team member, as my employee, as my colleague and show you that I appreciate you um, and that, you know, I want this to be a long term relationship. So. We're busy back here. The U of I's me elves are busy back here. <laughs> the elves. I like how you said that. Um, I usually refer to my team as worker bees because we are always buzzing around and trying to balance everything that we're flying past through and around. So I love that the worker bees are busy um, and the elves are busy too. So I want to bring something forward that you mentioned, because obviously you're helping both in the corporate arena in terms of the engaging the leadership, obviously starting with the head, like I always say, start with the head and everything else will align itself. The body will align. But you're also helping millennial entrepreneurs, um, those entrepreneurial leaders who happen to be millennial, because there is a different way of, of speaking, writing and fighting as they go through their own storms of life and business and career and relationship and everything. Else, um, I'm curious about some for your millennial leadership um, residency program that's coming up specifically. Are you going to incorporate any tools? And I know that you're developing it and you're just little weeks away from it, from it being um, ready to launch. Are you incorporating any tools that are going to help these millennial leaders prepare? for not just the actual fires that they have to fight, you know, those conflicts that arise in their new positions or their, the positions they're trying to attain, but the storm that's brewing when they have doubt coming, you know, coming headed at them, um, you know, like a storm that's about to beat down in your window. It's not quite there, but the wind is getting more aggressive. You know, the time is counting down. Their energy is starting to get low because their anxiety is going so high 
based on everything that they're afraid that they have to walk into with these um, opportunities or maybe the fear of missing opportunities that I know you're preparing them for, but are you reviewing any of those tools with them in this process? For sure. You know, one of the things that we love about sort of expanding our practice into that entrepreneurship space and outside of that formal corporate organization is these millennial um, leaders who have chosen the entrepreneurship path, Mm -hmm. they're going to have access to, you know, things that are a little bit outside of the box. You know, the core of what their experience is going to be is going to be focused on their resilience. You're going to get knocked down. It's all about how you get up and how long you're going to stay up based on your commitment to being proactive. I mean, I heard this saying, you know, you have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. And for that particular entrepreneurial track, that's what our focus is for them. How do we prepare you ahead of time for those storms, and those downfalls? Because we all know that particularly with that entrepreneurial journey, you don't have a lot of margin for error. You don't have a lot of room. You may get funding, so now you have to answer to other people. Um, you may have, and you may lose that funding if you're not able to execute. You may not have funding, which is a, a total other issue. So if you're bootstrapping it, then you really don't have margin for error. So, you know, our sort of goal is to let them know and orient them to the paradigm that it's not about avoiding the storm, but it's about making sure that you have all the equipment and all mm-hmm. the tools so that when it comes, your house is boarded up. You have that bottled water. You have um, non-perishable food items. And you, you have that backup generator for you so that the, the show has to go on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited to be able to. We're going to put them through some creative experiences. You know, it's kind of like a mix between um, The Apprentice and The Amazing Race. <laughs> you know, where they're going to have to get their feet wet, get their hands dirty, and experience um, leadership and, and, and really test their capacity for dealing with the storms, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and being able to, you know, train them to fight through the storm, not avoid it or, or go around it. So, yeah, I can't wait. No, I love that. The amazing race of millennial leadership. <laughs> that is that. awesome. I'm taking that. I'm trademarking that right now. Yes, please do. Hashtag that. <laughs> The Amazing Race of Millennial Leadership. I absolutely love it. All right, Dr. Brandy, hold right there. We will be right back with a word from our sponsors. This segment of Breaking Expectations is brought to you by Millennial Leadership, a global advising network powered by youadvise.me. Millennial Leadership is engaging today's leaders for career success one city at a time. Go to millennialleadership.uadvise.me for more information. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Balance Boldly. We are on the line with the amazing Dr. Brandy Baldwin-Rana, who's talking about the amazing race of millennial leadership. And of course, we're picking on millennials because that is one of the areas that Dr. Brandy is a confirmed high pedigree expert in. But we also want to bring it forward a little bit for many of you who are not necessarily millennials, maybe some of you are, um, and you may just be dealing with a lot. Obviously, you're listening to Balance Boldly. You're balancing life, relationships, and business, and you're trying to do it better so you can get to a space and place where you are unapologetically profitable in every area of your life, not just, but definitely including 
financially. And part of that is making sure that you are clear on where you need to break expectations, the expectations of yourself that are out of alignment with where you really want to be and not just a part of what you used to set as a part of where you need it to be and really move from those that fear of those dry places um, that you're afraid of being in as you look at the storm around you and get into firefighting mode. So Dr. Brandy, in alignment with what we were talking about at the top half of the podcast, we were really looking at making sure, you know, obviously we were speaking specifically about millennials at the time, but just in general for women in business and those few brave men that are listening, just being prepared to fight those storms that are coming along our process, um, whatever that process you are in alignment with your journey, right? Because there's a process along the journey that we're going through and with and why so many people are making desperate decisions, taking desperate acts um, as they gear up to thrive in their next level. So just kind of harboring on entrepreneurs specifically, one, because I'm biased because we're both entrepreneurs, right? Um, But looking at them and seeing some of the things that we accept because of the fear of losing out on our abundance that we think we have to store up for. I was speaking with someone earlier about that hibernation mode that we can get in sometimes that we start accepting a little bit of any and everybody, the wrong type of clients, the the wrong type of prospective partners just to have a daggone 20-minute virtual conversation with, sometimes we don't filter appropriately and we accept these calls because we're thinking, oh, better store up. You know, we're about to go into our dry season. You know, when things start to slow down, especially in professional development world, there are a couple of months that it dries up because of events or holidays or vacations for staff and companies aren't typically necessarily hiring for those. And as entrepreneurs who focus in the corporate market as one of the divisions we serve, that can sometimes happen where you clog your schedule with a bunch of maybe non-relevant people (laughs) that you shouldn't be talking to, or at least you shouldn't be talking to right now when you have so many balls in the air. Are you seeing that with your clients um, or even yourself where you found yourself or you see, you know, kind of a running theme or pattern within your clients where they are complaining that, Um, you know, obviously because they trust you enough to share it, they're complaining that they're on the phone all the time. They're going to all these meetings. They're running around and they're really, really busy, but it's not as fruitful or productive as it could be. And you say, well, let's stop. Let's stop doing that cycle that isn't working for you. Here's a better way. And, you know, maybe they say yes to it and then you realize they're not doing it when you check back in or they tell you right away, you know what? I feel like I can't because of X, Y, Z. Are you hearing or seeing that along, you know, your process and your journey? Um, I am, and and particularly with women, um, I hear that a lot more. And I think that all of it is related to the expectation. Mm -hmm. You know, and the first thing that I always say is, who told you that you had to do that? Mm. Who, Who told you that that because you did that behavior or because you're committed to this, act every single day like I, we have our rituals that we go through and those things that we feel obligated to do you have to pick up the phone to talk to grandma every Sunday you don't you actually don't have to if you don't want to talk to grandma you know I mean I hate to use grandma's example or you know you have to make sure that you do this for so because it's always been that way is usually what I hear and so you know a lot of the the work has to be psychologically with you 
helping people to sort of shift their orientation to the possibilities. You know, instead of doing this because we've always done it, what would happen? Let's think through what would happen if you stopped doing this or if you do less of this and more of that. You know, what actually would change? And they realize a lot of times that those fears of, oh my gosh, everything's going to fall apart if I'm not the only one who stays responsible with this. They realize that that's actually something that we made up mm. in, in our heads. And mm-hmm. they say, hmm, if, if I do delegate, you know, maybe I, it could free my time up. And so my role, though, is as a strategist is to say, it's not about telling people, let it go. Give it up. You know, stop doing that. Just say no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that. It's helping them to create a strategy around that. So when you're ready, so they don't have to throw the baby out with the bathroom. Right. So they're saying, you know what, I really don't want to be the one in the household that's responsible for this day on it. I put it on myself, but how do you make that transition? Because as women, as professionals, as leaders, and all of the different hats that we wear, you can't just stop, right, midstream for most things. Right. There's a transition. So I help them with transitioning and saying, you know what? Let's not go from, you know, 100 to zero. And, you know, and then you're the queen of pause. Like, you're the queen of pause. When it's time to take a pause, that's you. But a temporary pause and a right now pause is different from creating sort of a new life strategy for yourself mm-hmm. where you can release the personal obligation that you put on yourself to play a role that no one else asked you to play. Right. And that if you change your role, understanding and not being fearful that everything else will, not, will like fall apart, you know? And a lot of times, you know, we're tied to those things because it's, it's our identity. You know, I am the helper. So I, I'm not a good helper if I refuse to answer the phone to that needy girlfriend that always needs advice at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> not a part of my brain trust. Um, you know, I feel bad. You know, there's so many emotions tied to it. So it, it's a, it's a multi-layered approach in terms of women thinking about where did I get that from why am I so tied to this because what does that mean about me as a person and my identity what is that emotion that's connected to it and then how can I depersonalize and sort of come up with a strategy so that my life is not being run by my emotional need you know to to stay tethered to things that are not serving me anymore. It's challenging and you have to really have a high level of emotional confidence, maturity and trust um, when going through this process with, you know, with people because we're talking real life here. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, to your point about the storm, sometimes the best strategy is to go with the storm. Yes. Let that wind push you. Let that rain beat down on you and maybe wipe some things away rather than covering yourself up so you don't get wet from the rain and hiding somewhere so that the wind doesn't push you and then when the storm's over you're in the same place that you were before the other storm right so so the goal sometimes is you know that storm is telling you sometimes when it tears your house up into little pieces it's because you're not supposed to be living there anymore Mm -hmm. we're trying to push you to the new zip code a new area code and instead of you know letting the storm push you you're actually setting up your life on top of a whole bunch of rubble it's done. It's destroyed. But you're still there, even though it's not working for you. So absolutely, I experienced that and work with clients. Um, and it's a little bit of personal. It's a little bit of professional. But sometimes you just have to break those expectations, as you said. Absolutely. You know, you made me think about the shame 
that keeps people tethered and bound to those expectations. You know, I said I was going to do this. I told people I was going to do that. So how dare I not do it? Because uh, I look like a failure in their eyes or I feel guilty about pivoting again. You know, all those different, you know, tapes that play in the back of my, our mind when we're going through or ready to go through the next level of our transition. Um, when we see the storm a brewing and we know we got to, you know, start packing up our tools and getting ready to go out there. But it's that hesitation for many people and various different levels of their life, you know, from entrepreneurs to corporate professionals who are climbing the ladders and nonprofit and for profit, as well as just at home, just whatever transition you have to do in your personal life. And sometimes it's that wonderment of, well, what will people think? I wonder if, uh, you know, someone will see me as just being that that person, that girl, that woman that's making another change. Here she go again. She can't stick to nothing. Now, mind you, you might have been doing something for five or 10 years, you know, or longer. But in your mind, you're being perceived to yourself more than anything. You've projected your own fear on what other people might assume about you. Um, because of your own limitations around your vulnerability and what you're really willing to look at in the mirror and say, well, no, this isn't necessarily other people's assumptions. And maybe it is. Maybe you've had some friends or family, a husband or a spouse or a parent who've told you, you know, you're doing too much. You know, you and I have both heard that all over the place, right? You're doing too much. You're done too much. Sit down, calm down, stop, you know, stop taking on more projects. Just stick to what you have. Meanwhile, that's your capacity. And in the midst of that, as a creative, as an academic, as an analytical person, as someone who has multiple high level skill sets, you know that part of your pivoting, your changing, your transitioning is because you're evolving. But then there's that shame that kind of covers all of that that could sometimes make people pull back because they're stuck in what if mode. You know, what if people perceive me a certain way? And I'm curious for you yourself, if you've ever struggled with that or if, if you know, some of your VIP level coaching clients have ever dealt with that. For sure. You know, I've struggled with that myself and I realized through sort of that personal development process that that shame comes from, a lot of times, but most of the time, it comes from you as a person taking on the responsibility for others' mm -hmm. reactions, others' perceptions, that's not yours to take on. You know, at some point, you just have to sort of walk it out, do your thing, make your mistakes, and not take responsibility for how people perceive your missteps or your successes, quote-unquote successes and things like that. So, you know, the, the fastest way to sort of release that shame is to not put it all on you that you are the one that's responsible for yourself, your actions, and then how everyone else reacts to your actions. Everyone's not going to be excited or supportive or understanding of what you're going through because it's your journey. So when you stop expecting others to sort of get it, sometimes, you know, I tell family members, I'm just sharing with you just to let you know what's going on. You know, your opinion about it, you can share it as well, but I'm not calling you to get your opinion about it. I got to keep in the loop because we're related, you know. So I think that it's, it's partially a boundary issue um, and partly a boldness issue. Mm -hmm. You know, every, everything that you, you do with your clients and, you know, releasing the shame and, and also, you know, understanding that it's okay. It's okay. It's a learning, it's a learning experience, whatever's happening. 
And, and a lot of times shame is, you know, children aren't shameful. You know, I have a, a little, I have two little kids. They're not shameful after they do anything until <laughs> someone else puts on them. That's true. Then they should be shamed. That's true. Until mommy comes in the room and daddy comes in the room and says, how dare you? Why did you do that? That's wrong. That's not good. That's the only reason when shame comes in. Other than that, they're like, la, la, la. like <laughs> spill lotion all over my face. Like pour the lotion all over the bathroom one day. And I was just like, okay. I, I, first of all, I don't know what type of fluid this is. <laughs> And that's when people stop, you know, behaving and walking in, in their natural, organic self un, unapologetically. Now we are apologizing, mm-hmm. you know, for every little thing. Or even if no one else, this, this, is, this is the power of how this can really impact our lives. Is there are some of us, we actually don't have those negative voices from outsiders. We don't have people who are telling us that we're wrong or whatever, but because it's happened in the past and we haven't dealt with them, let it go, right. it's programmed in our brain already, so we're doing it ourselves. So your mother's voice is in your mind, your boy, your ex's voice is in your mind, all of those people from the past, you know, who are not thinking about you right now, they're stopping you because you've internalized that psychologically. So that shame piece is very important. People have to understand you're not shameful in and of yourself and on your own. You got that from somebody else. Figure out who sent you that message. You should be shameful when this happens or, you know, and then reconcile that so that you can really stand and walk in your power even when you make a mistake. Even when things are not on point and not perfect and not the way you want it. Is shame really the feeling that I need to feel? Or is there something else that's more positive, you know, for my spirit that, that will serve me in that in that space and in that time? Mm, you listen you preaching and you, Girl, you, you, you <laughs> I got you 10% I got you 10% um no I mean you you mentioned so many valuable points especially about that unapologetic pause of someone else you know when you recognize who where and what happened to you along the road especially if you've cleaned up your circle it's not necessarily happening now but there was something that got stuck it attached itself to you and you have to literally unapologetically pause for yourself and say let me look back at this icky yucky gooky stuff that stuck on me somewhere from a time when I was nine or 12 or 18 or 25 or 32 or heck last week and you know maybe I removed them last week but they still left something on me you know they sprayed some toxicity on me that kind of got stuck there and I thought I cleaned it all up but maybe I didn't and really looking at that and examining it and then destroying it um, in whichever way you have to do that. And for some people, it's just filling up with more positivity, you know, making space for an opportunity to connect with their coach or their advisor, whoever their guidance are, their brain trust. If you don't have one, you might need to consider filtering out your current prospects and getting one, you know, taking time to invest in yourself to make sure that you have the right people around you to affirm you in case you missed a spot. You know what I mean? You know, it was something stuck on you in the back. You couldn't see it yourself. It came out through something that you said or something you said you were going to do and then you're not committing to it because you didn't realize you missed a spot with something toxic stuck to you from some past person or situation. So I super appreciate that. Dr. Brandy, tell everyone how they can connect with you to go a little further. So there are 
two things that I love to extend to your, you know, your audience just because of the work that you do is, you know, if there's anything, you know, that resonated with someone on this that they're struggling with, that they're having a challenge with, you can definitely contact me directly. I'm very accessible. So on the drbrandy.com website, that will be, you know, the point of contact and to see what projects and things are going on, where I'm speaking, that sort of thing. Um, and if people just want to get a, a good laugh, get some insights on, you know, my point of point of view and my perspective on, on all things leadership, Twitter is going to be the place um, to, to find me and, and interact with me in a meaningful way around topics that, that you know, are relevant to all of us. I mean, our professional and our personal selves. So I welcome them to follow me there at Dr. Brandy. That is perfect. All right. Thank you to our guest, Dr. Brandy Baldwin-Rana. And always, as always, thank you to our listeners for taking a moment out of your day and allowing me to plant positive seeds in your life, relationships, and business. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and share this podcast to help others ensure that they get their bold and brave access to valuable balance tools. If you're not already a member, come on over and join the community of investors who have decided to seed into themselves and balance boldly. Go to figpro.com. Of course, you can always engage in extended conversation with me at Balance Boldly on Twitter. For contact information for our guests and direct links to our Power Partner sponsorships at the bottom, you will see resources mentioned inside this episode below the description. Just as a little sign-off with a little gentle honesty, a blend from the imitable Dr. Brandy, we both say, release the shame by embracing your process and stop expecting others to validate your progress. I'll see you on the next episode. Until then, set an intention and enjoy the balance of your day and do it boldly. Mm-hmm.